Hi, y'all. This is Carrie D. from Coffee with Carrie. It's such a privilege to do this adventure we call homeschooling with you. Thank you for tuning in again and for walking this homeschooling journey with us. If you're new to us, you can find us on Instagram at Coffee with Carrie Consultant or at our website, coffeewithcarrie.org. It is our prayer that our website, our homeschooling consulting services, and our podcast will help you homeschool one step at a time, one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. Pour yourself a cup of coffee, put your feet up, and take a little coffee break with me. Today, we're going to dig deep again into the book of Nehemiah. Today's podcast is part two in our series, The Enemy's Playbook. In this podcast, we'll focus on the last four tactics the enemy uses to try and defeat us. Whether you're feeling defeated in your homeschooling attempts or feeling like a failure in your parenting, we can use Nehemiah's example to help us not only recognize the enemy's tricks, but learn how to respond to his tactics. Let's pick up where we left off with Satan's fourth tactic. Satan's fourth tactic, or D, in his playbook is distress, or fear and intimidation. If disapproval, doubt, distractions, and confusion didn't deter us, then fear will. Satan now tries to use distress, fear, and intimidation to stop Nehemiah. We read in Nehemiah 4 verses 11 through 12 that they threatened to kill the Jews in order to put a stop to their work. In Nehemiah 4, we see the Jews were so scared that they told Nehemiah 10 times about the rumors. They're telling us wherever we turn, they're going to attack us. I love what Nehemiah does. Instead of letting fear stop him, in verse 17, he puts the Jews to work. Each family was put in charge of one section of the wall. Each family was in charge of building and protecting the portion of the wall that was right in front of their home. In one hand, they were told to hold a tool, and in the other hand, they were told to hold a weapon. The Jews continued to work, but they were also ready to protect. If you're responsible for the one section of the wall that will keep danger from your family, and if that portion of the wall is the only thing between you and your enemy, you know you're going to do what it takes to make that section of the wall as strong and fortified as it needs to be. Your family's safety depends on it. Well, the same is true with homeschooling. We want to make sure our children are safe mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. In homeschooling, we should also have a tool in one hand. Have no doubt, we are building the next generation. Our hands should be full with books and stories and lessons and art brushes and instruments. Their hands should be full of God's word, kindness, and compassion. In homeschooling, we should also have a weapon in the other hand. We need the armor of God. In Ephesians 6, it tells us we need to be armed with God's word, his truth, and his power. Nehemiah helped the Jews to replace their fear with faith. In verses 14 and 20, he says, Don't be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome, and fight for your families your sons and for your daughters, for your wives and for your homes. This work is extensive and spread out, and we are widely separated from each other along this wall. Wherever you hear the sound of the trumpet, join us here, because our God will fight for us. If we want to have victory over defeat, we need to remember it really isn't our battle to fight. It's God's. 
God calls us to work and to be prepared and to trust that he will protect us and fight for us. Moms, what are we afraid of? Are we afraid of failure? We're going to ruin our kids, that they're not going to succeed in life, or they're going to miss out on something if they homeschool? What we need to do is turn that question around. What are they missing out on by not being in traditional school? Well, they're missing out on being bullied. They're missing out on worldly agendas. They're missing out on being indoctrinated. They're missing out on radical agendas. They're missing out on all that extra busy work that's not necessary. They're missing out on being a slave to someone else's schedule. They're missing out on all those late nights and early mornings just to get their work done. Moms, are we being vigilant? Do we have tools in one hand and a weapon, which is God's word, in our other hand? When the enemies threatened the Jews, they started to work together. And we saw that by the way they began working on the wall. So Satan used his fifth tactic, or D, in his playbook, which is division. In Nehemiah 5, verses 7 through 10, we read that there was a growing division among the Jews. The rich and the noble were taking advantage of their fellow Jews. They were hindering their progress instead of helping. Nehemiah reminded the Jews that this kind of behavior was a reproach to the Gentiles. It was a bad witness, and it gave God a bad name. If Satan can't get the outside world to break us, well, then he'll try to destroy us from within. A house divided cannot stand, and Satan knows this. If Satan can breed division in our churches, he wins. If Satan can breed division among believers, he wins. If Satan can breed division among homeschoolers, he wins. We shouldn't be arguing over what's the best way to homeschool or which group is the best one or which class is better or which program is better. Sometimes Satan just likes to stir the pot and he uses us to do it. He's trying to get a rise out of us and see just how far he can take an argument or a disagreement. For the most part, Homeschooling is a united front, but we're flawed. I mean, after all, we're fallen creatures plagued with human nature. As humans, we have a tendency for infighting, backbiting, and gossiping. When this happens within our homeschool groups or between different homeschool leaders or within the walls of our churches, we need to remember 1 Corinthians 1, verses 10 through 13. Now I exhort you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all agree and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be made complete in the same mind and in the same judgment. There is strength in numbers. Satan knows this, so he works hard to create division. We need to resolve conflict. We need to forgive. We need to extend the grace. And we need to just move on. If we want to have victory over defeat, we need to remember God will strengthen our hands when oppression comes from outside and from within. Moms, is there division in our families? Is there division in our community of believers? Is there even division in our homeschooling group? We need to ask, what is the root of the conflict? Is it pride? Is it selfishness? Is it control issues? Is it jealousy? We need to ask ourselves first, what part of the conflict are we responsible for? 
Where do we need to fess up for our part in the division and then just ask for forgiveness? Or is there someone we need to confront in truth and love? If so, who can we bring with us to help resolve the conflict? Sometimes division comes due to dishonesty, deception, lies, and rumors, which brings us to Satan's sixth tactic, or 6D in his playbook, deception. Satan uses deceit and deception all the time. He uses dishonesty, lies, and rumors to try and thwart our efforts and our missions. I mean, after all, one of his name is life. We read in Nehemiah chapter 6, verses 5 through 8, that their enemy sent spies with the intention of spreading falsehoods, rumors, and half-truths. And we see this happening all the time today. If people repeat a lie enough times, people will eventually believe it. And if an opinion is repeated over and over again, eventually the misinformed will believe it to be truthful or a fact. Satan relies on us to spread gossip. And sometimes it's just too easy or too juicy not to. And the media has been doing this for a while now with Christians, painting us as skinheads, supremacists, haters. The media paints homeschoolers as child abusers, as ignorant, anti-government-hating, gun-toting idiots. There was even a recent article in the Harvard Review encouraging to ban homeschooling completely because it's so dangerous. Those who oppose homeschooling are using the COVID-19 crisis schooling to tell the world, see, we told you so. Homeschooling is so isolating and it's so detrimental to the mental health of our children. Now that everyone is forced to school their kids at home, they think that homeschooling is a form of isolation. But what's happening right now is not homeschooling. Kids are being mandated by the state to stay isolated from their friends. And this is not real homeschooling. This is survival schooling. But those who want to abolish homeschooling are using the present situation to try and prove their point that homeschooling is isolating and detrimental to the mental health of our children. If we want to have victory over defeat, we need to remember to speak the truth and to live the truth. We need to stand up for the truth and we need to speak out. We need to be informed and to help the misinformed to know the facts and the truth. And in our personal lives, when gossip comes our way, we just need to stop it. Moms, are there false or incorrect things being said about us, our families, or even our homeschooling? What part of it does have some truth? But what part of it can we just let go and let God handle? Notice what Nehemiah does. Again, he prays. In Nehemiah 6, verses 9, Nehemiah prays, Lord, now strengthen my hands. When lies and deception come our way, we need to pray the same prayer. We need to ask God to strengthen our resolve, to strengthen our character, and to strengthen our skin. We can't let the lies penetrate our hearts and our minds. We need to let the gossip and the rumors just bounce right off of us. Satan's final tactic, or final D in his playbook, is doubt and displacement of trust. Satan tries to get us to trust someone or something else other than God. We read in Nehemiah 6, 10-13, that the Israelites' frenemies, 
were trying to build an alliance so Nehemiah and the Jews wouldn't rely on God for help, but they would rely on them for protection. Satan was trying to get the Jews to put their trust in something or someone else instead of in God. Satan was trying to plant seeds of doubt in their hearts and their minds. Satan and their enemies wanted Nehemiah and the Jews to doubt God's goodness and his faithfulness. They wanted Nehemiah and the Jews to doubt God's almighty power. Satan used this tactic in the garden with the serpent. He taunted Eve. He asked Eve if God could really be trusted. He made her ask if God was telling the whole truth. Satan, through Nehemiah's enemies, was trying to get Nehemiah to doubt God's protection and his ability to save them. Again, I love Nehemiah's response. In chapter 6, verse 13, he tells his frenemies that it's a sin by doing this. He knew that by making an alliance with them was not the right thing to do. Nehemiah knew he needed to remain faithful to God and to trust God with his present situation. So if we want to have victory over defeat, we need to remember that God is faithful and just. He who has begun a good work in us is faithful and just to complete it. So moms, who or what are we putting our trust in instead of God? Is it in the curriculum we use? Is it in our bank accounts or our jobs we have? Are we putting our faith and trust into our charter funds or the classes we put our kids in? Are we looking to other things to save our homeschooling? Are we looking to other things to fix whatever is challenging us in our homeschooling? When we are in doubt, we need to look back to the times when God was faithful in the past. We need to remember when he showered us with his abundance of goodness and when he answered our prayers. We also need to remember that ultimately, God is the teacher of our children. Isaiah 54, 13 in the New King James Version says, All your children shall be taught by the Lord, and great shall be the peace of your children. And the New Living Translation says, I will teach all your children, and they will enjoy great peace. As much as we love our children, God loves them even more. So moms, we can't let Satan use this playbook to defeat us. We need to remember we already have the victory. In John 1, chapter 4, verse 4, it reminds us that we belong to God. You have already won a victory over those people because the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. If you're still not convinced, read John 16, 33. I've told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. And here's one more for you just in case. Psalm 62, 7. My victory and honor come from God alone. He is my refuge, a rock where no enemy can reach me. So let's end by looking at the results of Nehemiah standing firm in God's call. In Nehemiah 6, verses 15 through 16, it says they not only finished the wall, but they built it well and quickly. It says, so the wall was completed in 52 days. When all of our enemies heard about this, the surrounding nations were afraid and lost their self-confidence because they realized that this work had been done with the help of our God. Satan will throw at us 
disapproval, discouragement, distress and fear, division, deception and lies, and doubt in God's goodness and faithfulness. But we have victory over defeat. When we are in doubt, we need to remember what Nehemiah proclaimed in chapter 6, verse 16. This work has been done with the help of our God. If God has called you to be a homeschooling mom, he will help you and he'll get you through it. Thank you for hanging out with us and joining us for this little coffee break. If this is your first time joining us, you can find us at our website, coffeewithcarry.org. We also have daily devotions and homeschooling tips at our Instagram account, Coffee with Carrie Consultant. It's our prayer that you will be able to apply the principles learned in our study of Nehemiah to your lives, to your mission of motherhood, and to your ministry of homeschooling, and that you will be able to replace your fears with faith in God and His goodness. If you heard something you like, then share our podcast or our Instagram and website with a friend who might need a little encouragement this week or share it with a friend who might be feeling fearful, discouraged, or defeated. We're praying for you. Stay healthy. God bless. And see you next time.